Welcome everybody to another Haven of Horror review. I am Subject 879, and in a record two weeks in a row, we have The Day Ghost. How you doing, buddy? What's up, everybody? I'm good. How are you doing? Not too bad. I uh, watched a couple movies that you put together for us to review that I had never seen, and they were kind of on... You know how everybody has that list of shame of movies they've never seen, but they really should because they're like classics? These two movies are on there. So... We're going to start with the 1988 The Blob, directed by Chuck Russell, and I think written by uh, uh, Frank Darabont, right? Yep. So, since you're the master of shittily explaining movies summaries, tell us about The Blob. Oh, God. Uh, the Blob, I mean, what can you even really say about The Blob? The Blob is just like the ultimate... Uh, not like alien invasion thing, but just like alien thing lands in town, shenanigans ensue. It's just, <laughs> you know, the blob lands into a small town and it, just, it eats people. That's what it do. That's what it do. So Frank about obviously we should talk about a little bit because he's kind of a brilliant filmmaker that never got the never gets the recognition he deserves. Um, for anyone who's unaware, he worked on Nightmare on Elm Street 3, this, The Mist, uh, the first season of The Walking Dead. Am I missing anything? He did a, he did a whole Stephen King trilogy. The Mist is only his third King film. He did Green Mile and Shawshank Redemption as well. Right. I was just listening to his horror movies though. Oh, okay. We <laughs> <laughs> were just like, this is what he's done. And then Mist, like... <laughs> two of his biggest things. But yeah, so the point is that Frank Darabont is awesome, and this was his big movie that I had not seen. Um, mostly practical, or all practical uh, effects in this movie, which is what really sells this movie, because this isn't about, you know, the plot and telling, like, a real story. It's about fun. This is a fun movie. If you find fun in watching people be horribly absorbed by this giant slime ball thing. <laughs> oh, it took a creature that was just jello in the original 50s movie and like makes it scary. And th they do make fun of the jello thing in the movie. But uh, yeah, it's just kind of it. It's just making like an actual scary movie out of this premise. And um, I gotta tell you, the idea of being absorbed by something horrifies me. So this movie was definitely horrifying, but I was also, like, glued to my screen the whole time. Yeah, and the, the blob looks great outside of, I think, it goes, like, they didn't have the money to do what they were going for in the third act. I think it falls flat a little bit there. There's some, definitely some shots where it's like, ooh, that does not look good. <laughs> there was some um, color grading issues in the copy that I watched. Um, a few shots where the main two characters are, like, running from the blob. It looks like they, like, superimposed the blob into the shot or something. And, like, the color grading. Yeah, there's places where it reminds me of, like, Ghostbusters 2. Um, with, like, the kind of slime in that movie. And, yeah, uh, specifically when it's, like, the giant blob. It's I don't think they had the money uh, to kind of do what they were trying to do. As opposed because I hold this the thing and the fly in kind of similar regard in that they're like all three are remaking 50s movies but now like we're kind of going like a bit more grotesque and like you know kind of more like 
body horror in a sense, but also just uh, like more graphic and violent and more effects heavy. And more I think awesome. out of the th- yeah, and I think out of the three, this is kind of the step down in terms of that. In that, um, the other two, I don't think there's any flaws in their effects. While this one, it's more so in the third act, like I said. Well, this one also is very different, not only effects wise, but tonally from the other two movies that you mentioned. Whereas those are very serious horror films, um, this knows it's goofy and embraces more of like that a fun adventure uh, kind of feel in places. Yeah, and did you get uh, like maybe a hint of satire, especially at the beginning? Um, maybe like a hint of it, I guess. Like just in the terms of you know, we're kind of playing with some of those older like fifties kind of uh, like uh, plot details. Mm-hmm. But it's well, not it's not like full Slither, because this is the type of movie that I think Slither is kind of play, uh, paying homage to. So like, I don't think it's as far as, say, that in terms of, like, comedy. But yeah, there there's definitely, like, hints of it. Right, and I don't mean full-out comedy. I mean more like, because you've got the kid that's, like, obsessed with horror movies, and then he meets a real-life monster. The mom is Which so... Is what you did back in the 80s. Well, but then... <laughs> The thing that made me think of satire was mostly the mom, like how over the top she was. Or maybe I'm just reading too much into it. But also the stuff with the military felt very satirical. You know, of course, they'd want to make, capture it and make a weapon out of it. Um, but again, that might well, they be made it, yeah. Um, yeah, which was interesting because I always just assumed it literally fell from the sky. Uh, I think in the original it does. I think that was a twist made for this movie. That makes sense. Uh, also, can we just applaud this movie for having the balls to kill a kid? And, like, show it dying? Yeah, it gets, like, really graphic with that part. Yeah, because, it, like, the it's kid out of the water. It's the, the Jason shot, right? Where he comes out of the water. But he's, like, disintegrating and shit. Oh, God. You know, when you think about it, and because and, I get very, like, invested. If I'm liking a movie, like, I'm, like, getting in the character's heads and everything, and I'm just like, Oh god, that's gotta be a painful way to die. Oh yeah. Well, even um, you know the guy. Uh, so like the main character, I guess you could say like she's the main character. Her like boyfriend gets eaten by the blob at the start, and that character is like the the hero character of the original. That's how this movie kind of you know flips it around. Mm-hmm. Um, and an awesome and, like, shot, by the way. Hmm. Yeah, where it just kind of, like, it all, like, lands on him, and it just melts away his face. The movie got me there, because I figured he and her were going to be the main characters. And, like I mentioned to you before, uh, the main girl in this is Shawnee Smith, who most modern horror fans would know from the Saw franchise, um, where she played Jigsaw's first, like, assist, uh, not assistant, what's the word? Apprentice. Booty call? No. <laughs> Uh, like you've seen the first saw right so the girl that's in that reverse bear trap the famous reverse bear trap that's her okay uh, and she's in the first three uh and then she's also in the 90s tv movie the stand which is awesome i want to do a video on that at some point but i'm weary about asking people to do that because it's like six hours long <laughs> Jesus. And I thought she was really good. I thought she carried a lot of, like, humanity to this film. Yeah, I was no, kind of whatever like, about the guy. Uh, yeah, 
Oh, okay. Uh, Kevin Dillon, Matt Dillon's brother. Yeah, he was just kind of generic, like, I'm a badass. I don't care about nobody. Yeah, he's the 50s greaser in the 80s movie. He was, he was fine. I just, I was like, I really don't care if this guy lives, but I want Sean E. Smith to live. That's funny. When, on <laughs> Sunday, when I watched this with my friend, he was like, I wish Kevin Dillon got to do more movies. And I was like, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, and so when that shot comes up, which that's the shot like everybody uses for their thumbnail, where he's like reaching out, but he's got the like covered in the blob. Uh, great shot, yeah, and I was just arm like, melts oh. off. yeah, she pulls his arm off. It's great. You know when you see because uh, the blob like lands and like a homeless person it goes under his arm, and uh, you know the. Uh, the main girl, uh, her boyfriend that gets killed, and Kevin Dillon's character, I'll take him to the hospital. And then they, like, find his corpse a bit later on, and, like, it's been, like, melted away, like, here down. That part's crazy. Like, that's definitely where the, like, effects in this movie shine. And the blob always looks good, which is interesting, because obviously it's just, like, a bunch of homemade stuff mixed together to make a pink gelatin thing. Yeah, I'm not sure like what it exactly like they used to make the blob in this movie, but it looks very uh, like organic. Uh I read somewhere of, like when you see like oysters or something like that kind of like like look. So I remember reading about this. Uh I've got the Wikipedia page below. The blob creature, the special effects team use silk bags filled with methyl cellulose, a thickening agent for food, uh, which is what, like, the main blob. Mm. Uh, okay. And then another interesting thing to note as well is the uh, the Reverend in this movie also played in Beware of the Blob, which was a sequel to that original film. Oh, okay, interesting. The, like, really creepy-looking Reverend. Yeah, Reverend Meeker, who it seemed like they were setting up to be a bad guy for a sequel. Yeah, it's got just kind of that, like, cliffhanger thing. Uh, we should also note this movie bombed at the box office. Oh, I didn't know that. So its budget was $10 million. It made $8 million. Oof. That sucks. I, I didn't know that either, but, yeah, that, that would explain why they never got a sequel. <laughs> They didn't even make their money yeah, exactly. back. Which, although that makes me more impressed with this movie, it was made for ten million. And I don't remember what movie. I don't hey, know what like the budget for the fly or anything was, but uh, yeah, that was back before we made movies that weren't like a hundred, two hundred million dollars at minimum. <laughs> I mean, there's pros and cons, right? Okay, so the budget uh, for the fly was between nine and fifteen. Nine and fifteen, yeah. Although that doesn't have the scale that this one does. That is true. Uh, which is, it's actually funny because uh, I thought the fly would be more low budget because it's only got like one or two locations, but that's for another video. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, so also to, men to uh, mention as well, because we mentioned that Frank Darabont worked on uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. This is also directed by the guy who directed Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Okay, I didn't realize that either. Interesting. Uh, he also directed The Scorpion King. <laughs> well, I liked that movie a lot as a kid. I'm sure it doesn't hold up. but Yeah, me too. 
so yeah, I mean, Chuck Russell, just looking at his filmography, uh, he had an interesting one. Okay, okay, my mind is blown right now. So Chuck Russell directed A Nightmare on Street 3, The Blob. Can you guess what his very next movie was? The Mask. I have no idea. Oh, weird. Hm. Wow, this guy was, created one of my favorite childhood films. It's a shame he hasn't had more work. Because then he made The Scorpion King. <laughs> I mean, he didn't um... make another movie for eight years. Mm-hmm. Actually, longer than that. That's because that's the mask was, like, in development hell for, like... Or the mask, too, I should say. He probably well, he... worked on, like, worked on that at first. Oh, I would guess. Because that was um, in development hell for, like, ten years. Yeah. The next movie he directed after The Scorpion King was in 2016. You had a good run uh, there, yeah, Chuck Russell. Out with the blob, too, you also get... Uh, there is like the waitress character and the like sheriff, which they kind of like set up as like a couple, and they both get killed like pretty early on. And uh, the waitress's death is like really awesome. That's probably one of like the best horror scenes in the movie. I was also sad because I liked her. Um, mm-hmm. But refresh my memory because I don't remember the sheriff dying. How does he die? So she calls, uh, she's in, like, a phone booth, and the blob is, like, around the, um, the phone booth, and she calls, like, the police, and, uh, she's like, oh, you know, send the sheriff and the, um, secretary at the police station, she's like, oh, like, the sheriff already went there, and then it, like, the waitress looks up, and the sheriff's, like, decomposing body is, like, floating around the phone booth. Oh, is that who that, okay. I didn't realize that was the sheriff, uh, who also we should mention is a Frank Darabont regular. Uh, he is in The Mist and The Walking Dead. And I think The Green Mile, but it's been a while. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, because Frank Darabont had obviously a lot of friends that he brought onto The Walking Dead, and then that's why all the major characters from the comic books died, because when they screwed Frank Darabont over, they were like, I'm done, I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, God, I hate The Walking Dead. Um, the show. I love the comic. Uh, but yeah. And it's no, it's well-paced, this movie. I was never bored. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always it's always moving. And uh, getting bigger. What did you think of the scene with... Uh, the like, kind of football boyfriend guys, uh, like friend when they're at like makeout point or whatever in the car. Oh my god, dude! I was like, what the fuck? But then I was like, that's awesome. He's got a bar <laughs> set up in his trunk. <laughs> yeah, and then like the blob somehow hollows out his girlfriend and like enters her, so that when he goes back to make out, it's she's like. A dried up husk with the blob inside it. <laughs> yeah, uh, all deaths were cool in this movie. Um, I I liked the tone. I missed that kind of tone in horror movies. Uh, everything's so serious now, you know? It's like, remember when horror used to be fun? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
I miss low budget. Some of it moved away, yeah. Moved away from, unfortunately. Same Raimi, you're on my hope. Uh, nah, he's tight at Marvel now. <laughs> We're not getting any more of that. I don't know. Evil Dead Rise, I ha I want to have hope. I need a trailer, though. I got, I got no hope. <laughs> I think there's talks of remaking the blob, too. Uh, there have been talks, so that's the other thing I wanted to mention, glad you brought it up. There have been talks since two, at least, as far as I know, at least 2005. Do you know who was originally attached to the remake of The Blob? Is that Tim Rob Burton? Zombie. Oh, thank God we missed out on that. That was his, supposed to be his next project after Halloween. Oh, thank God. Christ, although then he made Halloween too, so like double edged sword, I guess. But <laughs> I would have, the... I would have rather seen his, his blob, like his Halloween too is the worst. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I would have been that's awful. <laughs> um, because he had a few projects around that time that like kind of sounded cool on paper, like he had a T Rex movie that he wanted to do. Um, he was supposed to do the blob. Uh, I like okay, so this is gonna sound contradictory. I'm perfectly fine with him never remaking it because I think this movie could potentially be as good as it gets, right? But I would also be interested to see what you could do with modern technology with this movie, with this premise. It's that double edged sword, right? Like, I don't want them to remake it because this is great. But I do want them to remake it because I want to see what a director can do nowadays. <laughs> well, yeah, it's um, feasibly you wouldn't have the kind of third act uh, like effects issues nowadays. But I also could see it going the other way, where the Bob just kind of looks crappy through like most of it, like or maybe not even crappy, but like you would never hit the highs of this movie effects wise. Mm-hmm. But I don't know because that. That is definitely a thing um, that would be interesting to do now because the blob is basically just like an effects like showcase for whatever era it comes out in, right? Mm-hmm. I uh, get the Jello of the original, uh, this kind of uh, like practical effects work with this movie, and then like the CGI movie now. I have to say though, I, I uh, every time the blob popped up on screen. The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie would pop into my head because I don't—I know you haven't seen that, but Ivan Ooze in that movie is also a big purple blob that takes shape into a monster. Uh, and I was like, "This is what the Ivan Ooze effect should have looked like," because they try to CGI it, but in '95. Oh. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it looks like Beast Wars. I—I I will show you after we finish recording. Um. But yeah, I overall I love this movie. Uh, it, it's a very simple film. We said that a lot, but I think some of the best horror is simple. Uh, do you have Absolutely. anything else we should cover on this film? Uh, the theater scene is pretty cool. I like that scene. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that because I thought it was funny that you mentioned the the boy as he's dying shot is very Jason like. Because they're watching a discount Friday the 13th movie in the theater. 
Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, no, that's definitely intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and just like the way like the blob kind of takes over the like projector or whatever, that's all great. Yeah, it's it's great. Uh, I I think this is still special effects like powerhouse for the time it was out, for the time it came out, despite only having a ten million dollar budget. It's a shame it couldn't even make its budget back. Um, but this is just a fun ride. Like, watch watch it. There's nothing really to spoil. It's just an, like a thrill ride for ninety minutes. You know. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Well, Austin, I'm going to give this a four out of five because I really enjoyed this movie. That's also what I'm going to give it is four out of five. Okay. Okay. Well, guys, that has been our discussion of the blob. We kind of kept it vague just because there's not a lot of story here. It's just one set piece to another, you know? Um, go watch it. I'm curious to see the original now, even though. It probably doesn't hold up at all. Uh, have you seen the original? Uh, no, I just know that uh, all the effects are jello, and that was also the point of time where horror was very much that, like, ah, oh, you take your girlfriend down to the uh, down to the drive-in movie theater, you watch the blob, you you make out through most of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's it's a weird time. But uh, that is all for us today on The Blob. Go watch it. And we will be back next time with a review of The Fly. Excited for that one. Have a great night, everybody. See ya.